This is Good Vibes at Encore Bank, where we dissect all things finance, where we dive into things that we should ask but maybe are afraid to or even forget. A safe place to discuss real things. I am your host, Jorge Gonzalez. Welcome to Good Vibes. Hi there. Welcome to another episode of Good Vibes Podcast here at Encore Bank. And first of all, happy New Year, everybody. It is 2024, and we are excited to get this year started with such an amazing topic. Um, I'm thrilled about today's conversation. In fact, um, I, I've been looking forward to this because um, I, I have a special guest here. Um, I am being joined by not only my colleague, but also my friend, Danette Castaneda. Hi, Danette. Hi, Jorge. Dined and I go way back. I mean, you and I have uh, met maybe about 10 years ago, I want to say. Um, if not, a little bit I longer than that. I think it's been longer than that, Jorge. It was in the two, early 2000s. Yeah, early 2000s. And <laughs> just to give you all a little bit of background of Danette, Danette and I come from a very small town in the uh, in the tip of Texas called Brownsville, Texas. However, we had no idea that we lived in the same town because we met in the beautiful city of Austin, Texas, where we both reside and currently are at. Um, and that's where we met. But through our journey in Bangkok, we learned that we were from the same town. In fact, we not we're not we were not only from the same town, but we lived relatively close to each other. I think you were like the neighborhood behind my neighborhood. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah, we lived on the same road. Yeah, it's and, insane. And um, we were both super shocked when we learned we went to the same elementary school. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just a year difference. Yeah. So our <laughs> universes have been trying to align us. Yeah. Um, since we were in grade school, which is. I think really Pretty cool. special. Yeah. It makes today super special because we're here to talk about something super important. Um, and and so let's get into that. I I love that we're getting we're starting this in 2024 with this topic because Danette, we come from very similar backgrounds. And um, I don't know about you, but finances was definitely something that we did not talk about in my family or with my friends. In fact, when we decided to create the space. Um, it was because of that. You know, there's three major things we don't talk about, and one of those is finances. And and unfortunately, not talking about finances has created some sort of stress, maybe um, uncertainty at times. And I, I just love it. I wanna I wanna be able to to talk about what our journeys have been with mm-hmm. finances, with money management, um, and also probably go and talk about some tips and tricks we've learned along the way and share it with people because I think that that is the base of everything. I think that's super important to learn about money and what your money can do for you. Um, but most importantly, not let money control you, but you control your money, right? I think that is super important. I completely agree with you, Jorge. Yeah, I feel um, that in my particular family, um, I definitely was not receiving the lessons of this is how you manage your money. Yeah. Um, it was just, you know, we didn't have money, I felt like. We just, and I didn't understand the concept. I remember going to um, the mall with, with my mom um, and really wanting a new outfit and her telling me like, I don't have the money. And I didn't understand that concept because I didn't know where money lived. I didn't know how you got money. I didn't know, you know, all I knew was how to spend money. And I knew that there was a thing called a check that you could just write down the amount and sign it. 
and you could walk out of the store, not understanding the principle behind you need to have money in that bank account in order to write that check. If not, you can go to jail for writing, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's uh, not good. <laughs> no, it is not. Um, so my mom did ter- teach me that lesson, you know, um, that you did have to have money in the bank. But um, before then, I had no concept. Um, I do have um, many memories, though, of my mom every month having to go and sit at my great-grandmother's house and do her bills because she was very, very um, meticulous Mm -hmm. about how she managed her money. Um, She was a single woman, and, you know, she raised, you know, two, two children, um, and was able to retire from the teacher, um, retirement system. Um, but she managed her money, um, to the penny. Um, but it was really my mom that would go and balance her checkbook. So that was where I understood like, Hey, you need to understand money in and money out, um, and really have an understanding of, you know, what your balance is in your checking account and not, you know, overspend. Um, but it was really through watching my mom, you know, help my grandmother manage her money that I gained an understanding of, you know, what a spending plan was. Yeah. I love that you said spending plan. That that's awesome. That's an awesome story. Mm-hmm. I you know, if I if I sit here and look back in my journey with money specifically, right? I think the most pivotal point of saying, "Oh, I have no idea how to do this." was when I moved out of of home, right? Mm-hmm. Turned 18, moved away from Brownsville, came to Austin, Texas in in search of, you know, going to school and and, and getting a degree, going getting a career and living life but I moved and had no idea how to do any of that because it all had to do with money right from paying an apartment or getting a job and making money so that you could pay bills that concept I knew that that in order to buy things you needed to earn a living or or have money to do so but I had no idea how to make sure that I didn't spend the money that I was making so that I could not, so that I could make sure that I didn't have electricity because I didn't pay that bill. You know, that was definitely a hard lesson for me to learn Jorge as well. And, um, I was my straight out of high school when I moved from the Valley up to Austin. Um, I think it was like three weeks after I graduated from high school, I started uh, a summer program at UT. So I went from my parents' house Mm -hmm. to a dorm Mm -hmm. where my room and board was taken care of. I had a, a a food plan. Mm -hmm. Um, so I really didn't feel the effects, um, until that fall semester, um, when, um, I spent too much of my food plan hosting too many pizza parties oh my in my dorm room thinking like, Oh yeah, I can afford this. Yeah. Not knowing that I had to budget that food plan for the entire semester. Yeah. Um, and stretch that out, stretch that out. So I remember having that epiphany when I was like, Oh my God, I still have, you know, 
two and a half more months of the semester and I don't have any more money left on my spending plan to buy food. What am I going to do? Yeah. Um, and I had to buy a lot of ramen, um, <laughs> a lot of turkey sandwiches. Um, but yeah, I didn't understand that concept because again, you know, I went from living with my parents where they're paying all the utilities and the mortgage to then having my room and board paid for. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I went from there to living with family. Um, so again, I'm not, really understanding, you know, that concept. So when I moved into my first apartment, um, that's when reality hit me. And, um, but even then I had a, a, a great opportunity to live in college apartment housing where that gave you a false, uh, sense, sense. of yeah. what it was going to cost to live, yeah. you know, cause you're renting a room in an apartment and all of your bills are included. Yeah. So it wasn't until I moved into my first apartment when I was like, okay, this is what mom and dad were talking about. You know, <laughs> it, it it's expensive to live on your own and you mm -hmm. have to understand, like, you have to pay for the roof over your head before anything else. Yeah, you got to prioritize. Exactly. <clears throat> and I think it's so important to really, and, and again, I don't think, and it, I don't think it's a bad way to learn, mm -hmm. right? I think that it's a way of experiencing life and understanding life. And it's one of, one of those things that people say, well, you, you got to fall to learn how to get up. Right. Mm -hmm. But man, is that expensive fall? <laughs> like, And so I, I've been, I've been so thankful for our banking career because it wasn't until then, then that I learned mm -hmm. that money doesn't control us. It can, mm -hmm. but you can definitely switch that around and control money. Mm -hmm. And I think that, mm -hmm. Along the way, we've made many mistakes, right? right? I've made tons of them. I mean, I was an 18-year-old living in Austin, Texas, in an apartment with three credit cards. Mistake number one, <laughs> right? So yes, I completely skipped over that part of the story when I was living on campus. Yeah. So well, let's, let's touch on that one. Yeah. But uh, I remember roaming around campus, and um, there was a, a table of, you know, a credit card vendor and they had a bunch of free swag. And I say now, whenever I'm, you know, talking to students that that was the most expensive free t-shirt I ever didn't buy. Um, but I did give my social security number and my signature and I ended up with a credit card, but nobody ever gave me any lessons or, um, any education on how to manage that credit card. Yeah. Um, so then, I'm at the end of the road and now I'm having to figure out like, holy crap, I'm maxed out on this credit card. It's 30% interest and that minimum credit card payment isn't bringing down that balance. Yeah. Um, and then that's when money starts to control you. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, I had to settle on several credit <clears throat> cards and my credit was, gosh, the lowest of the low. I mean... And not because I didn't have any, it's because I had some and I, and I didn't know how to manage it. Yep. And I thought everything was an, exp you know, uh, an emergency. Right. I was told this is your credit card. You need this for emergencies. Well, I need to eat. That's an emergency. Right. right. And so, um, you're right. Those t-shirts were the most expensive. I, yeah. I went through a drive through and that burger was the most expensive burger I ever <laughs> purchased because of that interest. And I think yeah. in order to understand that, you know, understanding credit because that's a whole other ball game. It starts with money management. Yeah. It starts with understanding money mm -hmm. first. And so before we get into that, 
what what moment was the moment when you were like, oh, I got this. I I I'm getting better at this. I've you know your eyes open and you said, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. okay, this is how you're supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. When was that for Danette? Um, it took a while um, for me to get there. Um, much like you, you know, I was young and dumb. Yeah. Um, and I fell into you know a really deep hole. Um, and then you have to figure out your way, how to claw your way out of that, you know, that debt. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm embarrassed to say, but when I, you know, started in banking, I didn't have really great credit. And I, and yes. I was, I'm really grateful for my banking career because it was through me learning um, and then being able to pass that expertise onto my clients that I was then able to implement those practices into my own life. Um, and it was hard cause I was a single mom. I was, you know, it was one income, um, and I was trying to raise, you know, a daughter. Um, but it was when I, um, got my second job in banking and I was able to pay off all of those, you know, accounts that had been kind of lurking in the closet as, you know, I like, like to call them skeletons in your closet. Mm -hmm. And I was able to free myself of that, um, that I was like, okay, you know, I can now pay my mortgage. I can now I, you know, first time I got myself out of debt. Um, and that was when I was like, okay, I'm able to take a vacation because I'm able to start actually saving money. So it was really for me when I was able to get rid of, you know, the debt that I had accumulated in college and then start actually saving Mm -hmm. to become a homeowner that I figured out that I was on the right track. That's awesome. And you said something earlier that I want to touch on. You said spending plan. And I think that that is such a great start to this, you know, to providing some tips of what we learned and changed our behaviors Mm -hmm. because it's all about behaviors and it's okay to fail, right? You're not going to get it right the first time. Gosh, I didn't. Did you? No. And I'm still tweaking. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, you tweak as you move, you know, life stages change. You're, you're, I have two little girls now. I'm, my vision is completely different than it was 10 years ago or seven years ago. Um, It's okay to change your goals and it's okay to change your spending habits as long as it's making the future better for you. Am I right? Yeah, as long as it's aligning with your vision for what you want your life to look like. Yeah. And the reason why I loved spending plan is because every single time we talk about money management, the the first word that comes to mind is budget. Mm -hmm. Am I right? Like, I mean... And that word, I don't know about you, but man, it just like, it cringes. <laughs> it makes me cringe because I feel that a budget is is kind of like, like a diet. You know, you're on this diet to be healthier and, and you're going to break it and you're going to break that budget. And it means it's in control of you and your life. And when you said spending plan, I mean, that gives me chills because <laughs> spending plan, you're in control. You decide how to spend your money, which is the way it should be, right? Like make the decisions that that are a priority to you. Understanding what are important, like mm-hmm. the roof over your head and the utilities and, of course, food. Mm-hmm. Um, but being in control of how you spend all that money that you work so hard to get, mm-hmm. right? I think right. that's super important. So yeah, getting started with that is overwhelming, 
I mean, going in and starting a spending plan, it's hard because you're like, okay, life hasn't stopped, but I wanted to stop for just a second so that I can get a picture of my finances, Mm -hmm. and that can happen. But it starts with just being a little bit organized and giving you a little bit of minutes in a day and saying, okay, let's look at where at how, how we can create that. And I think the first thing is really understanding where money comes from, right? Because how do you, how do you start a spending plan without knowing how much money you actually bring home? That's right. That's important. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say one thing I, I tell my daughter a lot. It's not about how much you make. It's about how much you spend. Mm-hmm. So when you put that first line item in your spending plan, don't focus so much on, you know, how much I'm making. Yeah. It really boils down to how much of that are you going to spend? Yeah. You know, cause that's, what's going to make the difference. You know, you can be making a six, fa- six, um, six digit salary, but if you're spending all of that, you could be in a worse position than somebody that's making, you know, a fraction of that salary. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree. 100%. Um, it is important to know where it's coming from mm-hmm. and to be very honest with yourself, right? So if you're starting to put a spending plan, and by the way, a spending plan could be done on a notebook. It can be done on an Excel spreadsheet. It could be done on your phone. It could be done on an app because there's a tremendous amount of apps mm-hmm. that offer this service. Um, in fact, you can go to Excel and not you don't have to know how to create one. You literally could go to Excel and go to resources. It provides you a spending plan that you can just create. Exactly. And I think it's super important to be transparent with yourself and honest with yourself, right? I think that um, if you make extra money on the side, make sure you jot it down because that's how you can start a good spending plan, right? Making sure that you're accounting for every single um, cent that comes in and that it's very important also to do it on the net that you come that you bring so if you get if you're a w2 employee and you know you know your salary which is your gross right but what is it that you actually bring home it's after all those deductions all you know the the health insurance the social security that is your net so it's very important to start a spending plan with your net income what you actually bring home But going back to what you touched on, knowing what you bring home, the big, the next part, I think it's the biggest is understanding where your money goes and, and a good way to do that. And and you can think otherwise, and let me know if you think otherwise, but a good thing to do that is, is sitting down and going through your statements, maybe the past three months and see what your habits are, right? Getting a highlighter, printing them out old style and highlighting, oh man, I just realized I really like coffee. <laughs> and I'm saying that from experience. Like you and I were talking about coffee earlier today, but yes, we were. I did that and I just about fell out of my chair. I mean, you'd be surprised how much money you can spend on coffee from a coffee house. It's ridiculous. I mean, we're talking about if you would get a coffee every single day, you'd be spending about 1200 at least $1200 a year. What would you do with $1,200? Well, um, 
this the right answer is set is to save it, Jorge. <laughs> yes. But the right answer for me is I would definitely go and on a trip and create some kind of memory core experience yeah. uh, for me and my family because yeah. that is what aligns with my vision of my life and my purpose. So that's yeah. how I've set up my spending plan. And I love that you say that because your spending plan should be about you and your priorities and what your goals are for the future, right? Correct. Um, so setting those alongside with creating a spending plan is super important. Mm-hmm. It's super important. But I do recommend that you pull out your statements and just yeah. take a look at what you spend. Yeah, do an, a personal expense audit. Yeah. Uh, and it is, it's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I sat down, I realized um, that I was spending a lot of money going out to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and quite frankly, I'm a really good cook. So I'm like, why, <laughs> yeah, am I am, why am I paying you know other people to feed me when I'm perfectly capable of creating a you know nutritious meal for my family? Um, but you know, you get busy, and you yeah. know, people don't want to do the dishes. So I understand that. But it really is about creating. Um, a line item within your spending plan that says, okay, I, I really enjoy going out to eat. Um, but you know, putting a limit on that and saying, okay, I'm not going to go every single day of the week out to lunch or dinner or (laughs) grab a coffee. Um, but you know, I can go out on a Friday. Yeah. Um, one of the things, and I know we're going to get into tips and tricks, but one of the things that I've started to do in 2024 that's different than I've ever done before is try to create no spending days. Oh, so I like that. Instead of, you know, like, what are we going to do today? Challenging yourself and saying, like, what are we going to do today and not spend money? Um, and that puts that me back in control, right? Because it's not like, oh, I can't go do that because I don't want to spend money. It's like, okay, the goal is not to spend money. How can creative can we get with that? That's um, fun. And uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm going to um, try that. Yeah. That that sounds like fun. And and which is why I'm so excited about th- this topic at starting, you know, kick us, kicking us off for 2024 is because you know, I'm not a big fan personally of New Year's resolutions. It's like that budget thing. I feel like it's like a test to see how long you last. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like more of setting goals and doing things different yeah. in a clean slate. And somehow January 1st for, you know, the majority of us, it's kind of like a clean slate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I love that we're talking about this and I love that idea. I think that's super important. And it is the time to talk about tips and tricks because um, we know we've said how important it is to create a spending plan and, and how important it is to know where your money's coming from, but as equally important where it's all going mm-hmm. and how to be transparent with yourself um, and how to be honest with yourself mm-hmm. and, and, and mainly change those behaviors. Because the reality is that it's not the big ticketed items that break the bank. It's those all little things, you know, those $5, $2. Oh, it's only $1.99. It's not a lot. But if you do $1.99 30 days in a month, that's a lot. <laughs> like it, really is, it, it can become a lot. And so those things, and then you multiply that by months or years and um, it becomes a lot. So it's really those little things and those behaviors. So I love the no spending days and how to be creative within your household. I love that. I think another important thing that comes out of, you know, doing yourself audit on your statement, um, it also lets you see w- things that you didn't know that were being charged. Maybe Mm -hmm. 
a subscription. <laughs> Did you like my tone there? Gosh, those are getting us so much more yeah, nowadays. Absolutely. And so um, you might be paying double for one. It's, it's, it's good to go and look at that because mm-hmm. um, it gives you a better view of what your financial picture looks like and where your money really is going. And so it helps you know if you're double paying for things. It helps you learn your behaviors. And it's also helped you learn if, if, if something's being charged that wasn't you, like fraud. And so it, it helps you catch that and, and keep the money that you work so hard to get. Yeah, I completely agree with you. It's just super important um, to stay on top of your finances. Mm-hmm. Um, just... All the way around. Um, and when we talked about expenses, um, you mentioned something earlier. It's not just about knowing, you know, where your money is, is going, but prioritizing where you're spending your money, right? Oh, yeah. Because if I am prioritizing going out to eat versus paying my electricity bill or my water bill, I'm going to end up in a situation yeah. where it's going to cause stress in my life. Yeah. So being able to set up that spending plan and know, you know, these are non-negotiables. These are my needs. I need to pay these bills so that, you know, my family can be provided for. And then you can figure out how much money you have left over for all of those wants that we want. Um, and set goals for, you know, those short time, short term, you know, wants and those long term wants. So that's yeah. what we're talking about. You know, what is it that, you know, really fulfills you in the short term? Um, is it a dance class? Is it, you know, going to, you know, taking a new hobby or yeah. is it traveling, you know, around to all of the state parks in the country? Like whatever it is, it brings your joy. You just need to make sure you align that in your yeah. spending plan. Or an emergency fund. Oh yeah. That's important. Emergency funds. Yeah. We haven't even touched on emergency funds. Yeah. And so I think, I think it's, it's a good way to introduce this is, is by saying you're so right. Right. As, as we continue to understand money and, and work on spending plans, it's setting those goals alongside with that. Mm -hmm. Right. You've, you've, you've learned where your money's coming from and now you know your behaviors, you know where you can tweak to save and stretch your dollar. You've, mm-hmm. you've understood that by doing yourself audit on your statement. So now let's talk what we're working for, right? Mm-hmm. So where, where do we want our money to go to? And I think it's so important to obviously prioritize the important things, like it's your household and everything that comes with it. Um, but it's also making sure that you pay yourself, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people, uh, and, I, and I did this myself, it was hard for me to understand, I need to pay myself too. Mm-hmm. I need to have a savings account because right. things happen in life. And those things can immediately alter that spending plan. And so um, financial goals are important for so many reasons. It's important to know... Um, it's important to know how much money you need to get that to to get to that goal, um, and it also it's important to have them so you can prioritize those goals. Is my priority to have an emergency fund, um, and then after priority number two is I want to take a trip in twenty twenty four. Priority number three is I also want to start saving for our kids that are going to go to college. Do we need to start now? Are we late to the game? What does that look like, right? And so writing those financial goals alongside to creating your spending plan is super important. And I want to make sure that we stress this. It is okay to change those at any point, 
right? Because Absolutely. things happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Your life changes, right? Yeah. Like when you first create your spending plan, you may be living in an apartment, you know, with one kid mm-hmm. and you sit back down, you know, next year and you, your spending plan could look completely different because maybe now you're a homeowner or maybe you're saving to become a homeowner and you need to realign those goals so that mm-hmm. you can you know, work towards your long-term plans. Um, so that it's, it's super important. And I love that you, you said pay yourself first. One of the biggest lessons that I remember from my, my father is that, um, he worked for the same company for, for 30 years. I mean, you don't see that hardly ever at all anymore. So I really admire him and, and his worth ethic, ethic. But, um, one of the, the biggest things that he would do whenever he would get a raise at work is, it would immediately go into his retirement. So he never really felt that increase in pay, but he knew his goal was to be able to retire mm-hmm. early and then be able to enjoy his retirement. So he didn't necessarily, his, his spending plan wasn't, you know, to go on yearly vacations. His spending plan was aligned and his goals were aligned so that he was saving for his retirement. And now yeah. You know, he and my my mom are both retired, um, and they were able to you know buy a, a new home and for them to retire. And I think that that is so amazing. Yeah. But it was because every single time that he got an increase in pay, he was paying himself first. Oh gosh, that is so important. <clears throat> you know, when when you get a merit increase, a raise at work, um, you know, divide that in half. Or at least attempt to save a little bit of that because you won't even feel it, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, and and it could create a really good habit. Yeah. Over the course of time, right? Like yeah. you said, over thirty years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, of being consistent with that sure. goal, um, he was able to to achieve that, um, and now he has you know no mortgage and. You know, it's retired. I love that. Living life. Living life on the ranch. <laughs> I, l- I love that. And and uh, I think we've talked about this, but it's it's safe to say when you're reviewing, when you're creating that spending plan, you, you jot down how much money you make. As you review your statements and you see your behaviors, make sure you put those expenses on the other side of the spending plan of where your money goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm reviewing this because... And on those same line items where your money is going, and, and I, I'm talking about, you know, your mortgage, your utilities, your gas, your car payment, your insurance, so on and so forth. We When you put them in a line item as a spending plan, you make sure to pay those, right? When you put it on a line item, pay yourself first or financial goal X or financial goal, goal Y, Z, et cetera. It's there, it's written, and it's a, it creates a habit, and you make sure that you allocate that money appro- you know, appropriately. And so I, I think that it is so important to write those things down um, on your spending plan as line items to make sure that the right amount of money goes towards that goal so that you could see yeah. your fruits of your labor in right. the future. I yeah. think that's super important. I think that's big. I and I I say I think it's a big tip mainly because that was what really worked for me. Yeah. Is putting it jotting it down. That what what do they say when you write it down it's easier to remember? Yeah. Um and so me writing it down, seeing it on 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 that spreadsheet that we created and and getting paid 
and dividing all that money and and then making sure it went there, it, it got me closer to reaching my goals, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, I know we're talking a lot about goals and yeah. it's one thing to, to set a goal, right? Yeah. Um, but I read a quote once that said, um, a goal is just a dream without a deadline. So I think whenever you're creating those goals, you really need to set that time frame, right? Oh, you're so right. Is me paying myself first, like what is that goal and, you know, what is it that I'm trying to accomplish and when do I want to accomplish that by? Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about how we both have young children. Um, my daughter's going to college in four years. So I'm like... <laughs> Wow. My savings, my spending plan is changing because I need to start putting, because I didn't start when she was in daycare. Yeah. Like I would tell people, advise them to do if I could look back on it. Yeah. Um, But now I'm like, okay, I have to start putting more money in the savings bucket because Mm -hmm. this is coming up fast. Yeah. Right. Three years ago, my top goal was to become a homeowner. So yeah. I needed to be able to have enough money saved in order to be able to, to own a home. So I wasn't thinking about college savings at that point because I had different visions and I had yeah. different, um, different goals, but they all had timelines associated yeah, with them, that. right? I need, I want to do this in the next two years. So mm-hmm. what do I need to do to break that down so that I can accomplish that goal? Yeah, I and love that's it. when it becomes manageable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and and it's like seeing two images, right? Your spending plan on one side and your goals on the other side, all both living documents that can change at any time. And just to give our listeners a little bit of an idea, people say where it's learned that a short term goal could be anywhere between zero to three years, right? What do you want to accomplish in the next three years? The present to three years, um, a medium term goal is anywhere between three to eight years. Um, and then a long-term goal is kind of like looking towards the future, you know, eight years and above, 10 years and above, and maybe retirement for some people and understanding where your life stage is going to be within those years, within those time frames, can also help, um, help you envision those goals and what they should look like. And realistically, to put an amount to it too, because you got to be real with yourself. Mm. And so don't set yourself up for failure, set yourself up for success. Right. Just like you're being transparent and honest with you as you're creating a spending plan, be transparent and honest with you when you're creating those financial goals. Right. Um, and change those habits. If there's something that you really want, but it's something's keeping you from getting to it, then make some changes to your spending plan, right? No more coffee runs. No more coffee <laughs> runs. Or maybe get a side hustle. Yes. Right. Stretch that dollar, maybe do more no spending days at home to get you to those goals that might seem unrealistic, become a reality. Um, So honesty and transparency with yourself is very important. It could be super overwhelming, uh, but it's totally doable. Yeah. Yeah, I think another another tip that I would add is um, really getting your family invested and um, on board with this spending plan. Yeah. Um, because um, if not everybody's on board and you're saving towards, you know, goal A and your significant other or your children aren't aligned with, you know, your vision and your purpose, then it's going to create some conflict, right? Because, yeah. you know, my daughter would still want to be going 
you know, on a coffee run when I'm sitting here saying like, no, you know, my spending goals have changed. Um, And if she didn't understand that, then it's going to create conflict. But if you have those, you know, open that open dialogue, that's really where it starts, you know, and creating those breaking those generational curses (laughs) um, regarding, you know, the taboo about talking about money, you know, I didn't understand, you know, when my mom said we didn't have money, I was like, well, what do you mean? Like we have a house, like, you know, we have food. Like, what do you mean? We don't have money. Yeah. And it was just more, we don't have money for the, the wants, right. We have money for the needs. needs. Yeah. Um, but I, I've really made a, um, a purposeful decision with my daughter to bring her into those conversations because I need her to understand that. Um, and uh, you know, she tells me, now she's like turn your banker brain off you know like you don't i don't need to hear your cost analysis yeah. or you know how are we going to stretch our dollar today or how are we not going to spend money today um but i know that it's getting through and it's the good. last thing i want is for her to be in my situation and say i wish my mom would have yeah right yeah so those are the things that i'm trying to teach her and there's going to be plenty of things that I'm going to miss, but I can guarantee you she's going to understand credit and she's going to understand how to build that spending plan. Oh, yeah. I love it. And it's like empowering. <clears throat> and she's also going to understand about student loans. <laughs> that's the other thing that we didn't touch on, Horny, yeah. that it oh, is yeah. super important. Um, so I'll mention it now is, you know, students understanding that when you get a loan mm-hmm. for, a, you know, a student loan, like really understanding like, you need to you need to be able to make X salary to be able to make those monthly payments. Yeah. So you know when you sign that document, you know when I was an eighteen year old, I was like, yeah, yeah, just give me money. I'm gonna go to school. Yeah. Not understanding that like that you're gonna have to pay back. Yeah. And again, that's gonna have to be one of those line items on your expense Absolutely. side of the table that says, you know, and that sticks with you forever. And yep. it can and it can also you know put a a lot of challenges, you know, whenever you want to become a homeowner, you want to, you know, start a business, um, those things will haunt you. So oh, really sure. understanding what it is that you're signing up for with those student loans is super important. Super. I mean, and yeah, I a hundred percent agree with you. And man, I really love that you said, make it a family thing, get your family on board. We live on, uh, you know, in, in the ages of social media and you see all of these challenges, dances, you know, things happening, make this a challenge and a priority and and do it together. It's, it can be fun because then you see how together you get to a goal or you get to go and experience something together because you all work together on that spending plan. So I love love that you uh, mentioned side hustle. You know, we've talked a lot about like, okay, this is how much money is coming in and you know, these are your expenses. But then like, what happens if you're, if you're not making it and you're in the red and you got to figure out, you know, what you need to do to get to that green and, um, you know, creating those side hustle, that's, you know, one of the easiest ways to do it. And, and I want to touch on that because it's one thing that, you know, we did in 2023. Um, my daughter, again, I'm always, you know, having these conversations and she, um, she was going on a trip, um, with her choir and, uh, she knew it was coming up and she's like, Hey, I want to, I want to save some money. And I was like, well, you don't have a job. Yeah. Um, but she saw that there was a need in our community, um, 
to do some dog walking and some dog sitting. Um, so I told her, okay, honey, if you want to do that, you know, create a flyer. And, um, next thing I knew she was, you know, booking clients and, um, three months later, you know, it was summer and her entire, um, summer was booked with clients and we had to have those conversations about, you know, money management, but ultimately she was able to achieve her goal of being able to, you know, have enough spending money for her trip, put money into savings and mom and dad didn't have to, you know, come out of pocket for that trip, wow, that is you know, so for awesome. anything that she wanted. Yeah. Um, but she saw that she had to put in the work and she had to come up with the idea and, you know, she had to, um, look for those clients who were already learning, you know, how to build a business, um, and showing her how to manage that money after she makes it and then how important it is to save. So I just wish that somebody would have done that for me when I was younger. Right. Because then we're not just talking about it. Super proud of her. Um, I mean, and, and that's a big thing when you're trying to get to your goals and stretch your dollar. Um, people have a lot of hobbies out there too. Your daughter found a need. Um, sometimes you could put your hobby to make money for you and get to your goal faster. Right. Yeah. Um, And relying your passions with a need, you know, and that's really how that, that came together. For sure. For sure. Uh, Mandanet today, we literally just scratched the surface on one money management is because it's, it's, and I don't think we'll ever completely go over it because it's a living thing and everybody's different. You're perfect as your kind of perfect. Your priorities is your kind of priorities. My perfect is my own and my priorities are my own. But, but we did share lots of tips that can help you get there, right? And, and it starts by creating a spending plan for yourself. It's, it's just a little bit of time that'll take you and do that audit on your statements and create that spending plan. Understand where your money is coming from, where it's going, alongside setting your financial goals and where you want to be in the next you know, couple of years, in the next five, eight years, or in the next 10 years. Um, and being honest with yourself. There's a lot of things out there. There's a lot of tools and a lot of resources online. Um, There's a lot of stuff on social media too. Go and follow people. The more you know, the better habits you can create um, to get you to a better future, right? And, And empower each other. And if you learn something today, Go and share it with someone. Uh, Danette, before we say goodbye, I, I try to do this with all of my guests. Uh, and I know we've talked a lot about it today, but it doesn't have to do with our topic. <laughs> um, what advice would you give your younger self? What would I tell myself, my younger self? Um, believe in yourself. I love that. Believe in yourself. Um, you are a... Um, I don't know why I'm getting choked up thinking about it. Um, I would say you are a determined woman and you have the world at your fingertips. Wow. Gosh, that's powerful. I love it. And one that I'm going to tell myself and my family and my peers, believe in yourself. Yeah. What an amazing advice. Yeah. It starts with you, right? Yeah. I feel like... um, I had a lot of people in my in my journey believe in me um, and they opened a lot of doors for me. So I just think back on, you know, what doors would I have opened if I would have believed a little more in myself? Um, so that is what I would I would uh, 
write a letter to my 13 year old self and say, believe in you. You have everything you need. And I love it. Right inside. Well, you've done an amazing job, Danette, and we love having you um, here at Encore and do what you do. You did such an amazing job in the community and um, an example to follow. Super proud of, of your daughter as well. And um, it's been a pleasure and, and to have you here today. And I can't wait to get you back on the mic in the future because there's so much more we can talk about too. Uh, but thanks for being here. Thank you, Jorge. Good Vibes Podcast by Encore Bank. The Good Vibes Podcast is general in nature and is not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations. When making a decision about your financial situation, consult a financial professional for advice. Podcasts are not regularly updated and information may become outdated. Deposit products are provided by Encore Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Thank you.